Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always apologizing to Marwin, always Stros. All right, so this was a game that the Astros uh, had backs against the wall, and we expected Framer Valdez to come out, pitch the game of his career, and the first inning, it was no bueno. It did not look good. It looked like um, – I know there's an error by Alex Bregman, and then we also had Jordan Alvarez throw the ball to the wrong base. There was a lot of things that led up to that grand slam, but all Astros fans had to have – like I was driving back from trick treating with my kids and I was in a car. I just got some food and I was just like, adding Duvall's up. What's going to happen? And I just hear the <laughs> deep fly ball. And I'm like, no, don't do this to me, man. No grand slam. Another grand slam. This is four grand slams in the, um, I, I think in the playoffs or in the world series or something, but this is um, from Valdez doesn't give up a lot of home runs, but he's given up four in the playoffs. This is something that we, I would not have expected, but the Astros did something that only two other teams have done in the history of the world series. They have, uh, they have won a game where they allowed a grand slam. Yeah, that was huge. And I literally, when they hit that home run, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm not saying the game's over in the bottom of the first inning, but if this is any indication of way this, the way this game is going to go, the Braves are going to score a lot of runs. And I said, the Astros have to counterpunch. And, you know, it's just like life. It's just like Rocky taught us. It's not whether you get knocked down. It's what you do when you get knocked down. Right. And this is the team. And Eric, I told you, and while we had all these Braves fans, they were, they were basically popping champagne bottles on our podcast and telling us good season and how they were better than us and blah, blah, blah. I said, but this is the one team in the major leagues that with their backs against the wall, they surely can come back. Now, everything changes. It shifts back to Houston, and the Braves are more susceptible to giving up runs now. They have used their bullpen at nauseum. They now have two more games where they have to. The Astros used their bullpen tonight, but it was at a minimal pace that they used their bullpen, Eric. And at the end of the day, they came out smelling like roses. There's still a couple guys at the plate that aren't really doing what they need to be doing, but they got 10 hits and they scored nine runs. They, and they showed how many runners they scored on our runs. They scored on two outs, you know, in the first four games compared to tonight. And it was like, boom, four runs on two outs. And it was just amazing. Eric, I don't know if you know this, but the Astros have been down. Um, in the in the four series in a row where they've been down in a series, either two or three, they have actually come back and won three in a row. So this will be a fifth time in a row. All they got to do is they got to get another win and they got to push it to game seven. But guess what, Eric? 
you're going to game six. Are you excited? Yeah, that's why my thumbnail was this. I'm going to game six because uh, you kept on making a big deal about it. And somebody even tweeted me, hey, we want you to go to game six. So that's yeah, right. we're doing this. And speaking of coming on, uh, like, uh, yeah, Weston from the Talking Astros podcast was supposed to be coming on. And he's literally actively trying to come on right now. But apparently <laughs> Restream is blocking him. So we're going to try to figure that out for a future podcast. But he's literally trying to come on right now. So I know a lot of his fans are uh, watching here expecting him to make his Locked on Astros debut. Uh, but guys, while we're talking about uh, YouTube, thank you guys for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's uh, YouTube, keep on subscribing to us, keep on giving us a like, where it's audio version, uh, which is um, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you listen to your podcast, keep on listening to the Locked on Astros podcast. And yeah, uh, the teams that lost, after uh, hitting Grand Slam is the 1988 Braves, I mean, sorry, A's. Jose Caseco hit a Grand Slam, but they ended up losing five to four. And the 1956 uh, Yankees, uh, Yogi Berra hit a Grand Slam, and they ended up losing 13-8. And now wow. the Houston Astros have just made more history. So Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, you know, that is the thing. This game, Eric, it literally, the momentum changed. The momentum shifted. And the second the Astros tied it, then when the Braves went up 5-4, to four, I had flashbacks of the Game 5 World Series where the Astros beat the Dodgers at home. And I was like, you don't want to get into a slugfest late in the game. This crowd will be hard to will be hard to um, take out, right? But they took it out. Two hitters' names I want to I want us to make sure that we highlight today. Alex Bregman and um, Marwin Gonzalez. I know there's others, but those two guys right there. And then Eric, two pitchers, Matan and Graveman. Matan and Graveman were the pitching MVPs of the night. Um, you know, Matan is like he's like he's like king of the hill. This this guy goes out there, Eric, and has been absolute nails for this team. He had some shaky starts. Not starts, but he had some shaky um, situations that he was put into, gave up some runs, had some unlucky hits. But he has literally been locked down. Graveman comes in. You know, Duvall comes up, and you're like, gosh, this guy had a grand slam earlier. What's he going to do now? And he just shuts it down. And, and And, you know, Bregman being moved in the lineup, he gets a double his first A.B., and it plates a run, and and he, he, you know, he was one for four, but he did enough. He did what he was supposed to do. He got a hit and scored it, and he got an RBI. Right, and so I know that Bregman. Uh, I know that Dusty Baker before the game talked to Alex Bregman and said, "Hey, um, this is not that we're down on you. It's you're not the only guy struggling because if you look at Altuve, uh, Alvarez, the guy who uh, who basically carried the Astros in the ALCS, he's been struggling too. So it's not that uh, he is the scapegoat, and that's what uh, Dusty Baker said. But they they needed to make some change, and they it, they also felt like there was a lot of their the chase rate was a little high because everybody was trying to beat a hero. And so with what we saw today was uh, the players were. Uh, basically swinging within themselves and making better contact. We saw the Alex Bregman uh, work on his uh, trying to keep his shoulder a little bit more um, uh, just where it's going to hit better. So I think what we saw was a more complete effort in this game. And uh, I think that 
I, I'm not going to go as far to say the momentum has shifted towards the Astros because the Astros still have to win two more games. The oh, Braves no, just that's, have to win true. one more game. But the Astros do have home field advantage at this point. And uh, I will give credit to Braves fans. Did you see how many people are outside the stadium watching the game outside the stadium? You don't see that in Houston. Oh, I uh, thought maybe. I... Good. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Maybe what? I mean, I, I don't think we see that. Like, they're no, because outside of Houston. No, yeah. Well, because they have a setup for viewing. They've, that's, okay. that was, that's an intentional design portion of the okay. stadium where it's like you get to experience the game, but you're not in the game. Um, right. They also, they also have um, grown men wearing um, pearl necklaces, which you wouldn't see in Texas. Um, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but yes, two other hitters I want to highlight Carlos Correa and Yuli Gurriel. Carlos Correa was absolutely barreling the ball tonight, Eric. He has been a nobody this World Series and came alive today. And his defense is always on point. Crushed it with the glove out there in the field. And then Yuli Gurriel, of course. Yuli Gurriel just just hitting the ball like just, I mean, these guys, Eric, this team, I'm telling you, and I've been telling these Braves fans, and I've been telling these naysayers and all these ye of little faiths out there, the Astros are the better team. And I say, I told you all, Tommy, I told you the pressure was on the Braves. It was, it, yeah. it was on the Braves going into this game, and it's even mounting now. Yeah. So um, if you didn't get to watch this game, you missed a great game. And if you get direct TV, maybe you can watch it next time. Yeah, that's right. So direct TV is. They've got this great thing called DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together. Um, like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so I know that um, some that Dream uh, Stream uh, says that Grinky should get MVP if the Astros somehow win the series. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I would say that Matan has really pitched his butt off, and he's he really deserves some um, consideration. But MVP of this game would have to be Martin Maldonado. I know uh, just because of the at bats he had, the situations he came up in, he got that uh, that fly ball, uh, that uh, sacrifice fly. Yeah. Where and then and that right the game before it, it would have popped up and no no runs would have scored but uh then he had that big uh, uh two run single or one run single i forgot what happened but uh Maldonado was a big reason he had three rbis and he had that walk that bases loaded walk as well and yeah so, did you uh, did you notice in that at bat i don't know at what point of the game you were or were not watching. But when he was at that at bat where where he where he took that walk, he crowded the plate. He took away that 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 um that sweeping um off speed pitch that that was being thrown at the time and he took away the inside corner. 
and they compared where he was standing in that AB compared to where he was when he got the RBI, the sack fly, and Martin Maldonado masterfully created and produced a run by crowding the plate. And, you know, he he has a lot of value. I know a lot of times he gets to bat and he doesn't do much, but tonight he did not just enough, but he did more than what was expected. Yeah. So uh, I think that that was a big uh, bat, but uh, I think the big situation was Bregman got dropped in order. And of course, he, uh, he, big situation came his way and he stayed in a bat and he got that big double. And so I think what we saw was a lot of Astros just um, coming up with big hits today. And that's what you need if you want to come back and win this uh, this um, series because the Astros will be facing their two better pitchers at, from this point on because I mean they're only starting pitchers I guess because Max Fried and Ian Anderson because Charlie Morton's no longer there so um, and then I, I don't know really know who um, yeah I was going to say Dusty Baker is probably going to go with Luis Garcia uh, on game six on short rest and I'm going to go out on the limb and say that I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Arquiti is the game seven starter. And then you just throw in Framer Valdez and everybody else pitches in game seven. It is all hands on deck right now. And next game, you're going to see a team that is fired up. You're going to see a city that is absolutely rocking, probably more so than game two. And I'm telling you, Eric, and if those of y'all listening um, by audio or you're watching, I want to thank y'all for making us your first listen. If you were at the stadium like we were, it sounded like the roof was closed. It was that loud. And I can imagine it's going to be pandemonium on steroids for game six. It's going to be very difficult for the Braves to come back to Houston and to win even one game. I'm just saying the Astros, I don't necessarily know they're 100% in control, but they are definitely more at the helm and closer to being in the driver's seat than they have been these last two games. Well, I think it's a very impressive that Alex Bregman can maintain his focus with the organist uh, playing free falling by Tom Petty when he's batting. Oh, I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. The, yeah. The organist is a real troll. They, they sound <laughs> like a sourpuss, like and some bad juju. I mean, they just, I, I think that that may have swung the world series in our favor with this, with this organist. Um, right. But at the end of the day, this series comes back to Houston. It's exactly what the Astros needed. Obviously they needed a win. You would have liked for them to get a win in one of these last two games before that to, to be up three, two, they're down two, three. We've seen this before. Um, like I said, this is the fourth, this, this will be the fifth series that they're trying to go from being behind to winning three games in a row. Right. This team's more battle-tested than all the other teams. This team, I think, has a little bit more character when it comes to fighting through adversity, and they will find a way to win Game 6, Eric. Thoughts by Dusty. Well, I know this is before the game, uh, but this is what Dusty Baker had to say. I'm a person who believes in miracles. And today was apparently a miracle because the Astros came back and they had their backs against the wall and they did it. So uh, after the game, this is what Dusty Baker had to say. The pressure still on us. They've got the lead. Thank no, you, yeah. Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Um, someone someone had asked earlier, um, do we think that um, Snedeker um, 
messed up by not using his best pitchers. And my response to that is he acted like he was managing to not lose. He didn't act like he was managing to win. I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. You have to win this game if you're the Braves. You can't right. let Houston back in because if you let this team get a foot in the door, they're going to break it down, man. I mean, they are going to – I mean, you, you can you can Katie bar the door all you want to. Our foot is in the door, and we kicked the door off its hinges, and the entire team is coming through, you know, figuratively speaking – but I think this will serve as motivation. I think this will serve as inspiration. Right. Dusty again. Well, I mean, you know, and today Carlos Cray was interviewed before the game. Little things, Eric. The batting practice. The they all their kids got to have like Halloween trick or treating, and Carlos Cray was chasing around people with with his Freddy Krueger mask, and they got to kind of get out of the seriousness of the moment. And I think that's important for these players mentally, because if they're sitting around the hotel all day and all they're doing is thinking about all these losses and stuff, that's a hard mental grind and baseball's between the ears more than it is with your physical ability sometimes. And everything worked out for them today. It just baseball is going to baseball. It hadn't worked out and the tide had to turn Eric because there was no way that this bullpen was going to stay as stellar and dent free as they had been the previous two games. Yeah. The Braves. Yeah. As far as the Braves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause the Braves eventually, the more you see a team, the more you're going to likely uh, get them. It just like from Valdez just didn't have his stuff. He hasn't had his stuff in the whole world series. And I'm, I'm really hesitant to see him again, uh, but he may have to come in, but he only threw how many pitches, 47 pitches. So he mm-hmm. could be definitely available on Wednesday if needed. And uh, definitely Urquidy, he only threw 14 pitches. That's basically Max Scherzer just throwing a, the ninth inning and then pitching two days later. So that's basically just a bullpen, just a in-between in throwing session. So uh, I think that uh, Urquidy will probably get the start in game seven. We already know that Luis Garcia will get the start in game six. And uh, then we'll probably see uh, – I always say want to say Scott Feldman, but uh, not Scott Feldman. Scott um, Feldman. What? I don't know why his name always comes to my head. But you guys are um, saying like Chad Qualls and Russ Springer and what's going Jake on? Jake Odorizzi. Right? I don't know, but Jake Odorizzi and uh, Christian Javier will be available for the long relief oh, for yeah. the next two games. And game seven, everybody's in there to see what's uh, going on. So uh, we'll we'll see what's going on in this situation. But how about Urquidy coming in and he is now three and zero in his World Series career just think yeah. about that let that sink in yeah and he, just think about grinky has more postseason hits than uh mike trout does well i, I know that's a bad comparison yeah trout no no early. no hey it is i mean i mean that is a that is a slap in the angels organization's face because like i said they the angels and the texans are the same type of team just different leagues right um They've had amazing talent and they've done absolutely nothing with it. But I could care less talking about Roy Boy over there and Shohei Otani, the two-way wonder. I want to talk about the Houston Astros and I want to talk about how this team is the team, the one team out of all 30 teams that has the moxie, that has the bravado, that has the will to go out and 
when their backs are against the wall, they're like Wolverines. You know, a bear can back a Wolverine into a corner and that Wolverine will win just about every time. And that is how the Astros, they just seem to do better. And Eric, they set a record now. The four infielders, Yuli Gurriel, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and Alex Bregman now have 72 games together in the postseason, more than any infield, more than any core four in Major League Baseball history. That is something. And it is sad to think that Carlos Correa is possibly not going to be a part of that core for next year. I'm just saying, Eric, Eric, come on. Why are you putting your hands up? Why do you have to? We're, we're having a great show. Uh, I did. Just Eric, go eat a belt bar, Brett. You don't bring hey, us down. I'm not bringing you down. You're going just to game six. What are you worried bar. about? Okay. About built bar. bar. Okay. All right. Built Bar has the best tasting protein bar in the business. It's got hundred. It's wrapped in hundred percent chocolate. It is t- uh, tasty for the healthy, conscious guy or girl. Seventeen to eighteen grams of protein, one hundred and thirty to one hundred and eighty calories, um, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the USA Track and Field Team. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 for your order to get 15% off this promo code locks 15 to get 15% off your first order at built.com. All right, guys. And thank you for making locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, when you get to the office and you kind of get to uh, stash it behind a computer and you're watching us while you're supposed to be working, or uh, you can make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and give us a like, or if you're listening to audio version on your way home, uh, just keep on listening to Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, keep on listening to locked on podcast, all op- regular season, all um, postseason, all off season. Well, we're year round, baby. So um, yeah. uh, definitely, this is a situation that the Astros. I didn't want the Astros to be in. They are still down three two. There's no r- a margin for error. But a team as uh, with as much experience as you keep on stating as the Astros have, they are in good situation. The crowd has got to bring it. And oh, I'll be one of yeah. uh, me and my uh, my girlfriend will be at the game on Game Six, and we'll be definitely cheering for the Astros. Everybody needs to come and just uh, like root for the Astros because this is a big situation. And Luis Garcia, he's got to bring his A game. He's he can't he's he can't be the same Luis Garcia that didn't last uh, more than what two innings the other day. He's got to he's got to be that game. Uh, game six in the ALCS or whatever, whenever he pitched where he was, uh, he had a lot of control and he can dominate because throwing hard is great, but you got to be able to control and control those pitches. And uh, Garcia didn't pitch bad. Uh, It just um, with, if the offense is struggling, then uh, you you've got to be very, very precise and you've got to go deep into this game. But just keep in mind, we stop thinking Feldman. Uh, we still have where are you Rizzi. getting Feldman from? I don't know. I guess I, I'm thinking he doesn't Feldman even look Oda like Rizzi. Feldman. No, he doesn't even look like Feldman. Odorizzi and um, Javier are just uh, are there in case there's any trouble. And the good thing about this game, even though uh, from Valdez didn't uh, last very long, you didn't have to use any of those two guys. So I know that Javier pitched last night too, so he wasn't really available in the situation. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I just I just see this team going in and 
taking care of business. I see this team, the relief peach, the relief pitching following the hot bats that I think come back. They're comfortable. You're going to see some long balls go into the Crawford boxes from the Astros. But how awesome would it be if Jake Odorizzi were to pitch in game seven, like three or four key innings? In Is he the Charlie freaking Morton? Yeah, I mean, we know he's not Charlie Morton by any stretch of the imagination, but wouldn't that be a great spot for him to come in and shine? The sky's the limit with this team. You have we have a cast of characters. You'll see Chas McCormick probably back in center field since we're reinstating the DH, and so he'll get more at bats or Jose Siri. So look look for that to change a little bit. But I think they stick with the lineup they went with tonight, Eric. He shook things up a little bit. He moved some guys around, and they got hit. So and they got hit. So why mess that up? And why go through that and and try to you know rethink the wheel? You rethought the wheel and it worked. All right, guys. So uh, yeah, the Astros offense showed something. They showed that they're not dead. I know uh, we're still waiting on Alvarez to do something. Uh, we saw a little glimpse of what Bregman can do. Now, Altuve, he got that big uh, hit as well. But we need the offense to come full tilt and just go all all overboard. Jay Paul, no. Grinky is – he had some uh, graded bats in, uh, in Atlanta. But, no, he's not the DH. Uh, that's definitely not an option. And Dusty Baker would be fired immediately if he makes uh, Zach. No, he's, no he's being tongue-in-cheek about that. But that's why that's why I put that up. Um, I I mean, were you were you just as shocked as I was to see him go in as a pinch hitter? Um, I somebody saying I wouldn't waste money. I'm I'm going game six. Why would I waste? No, what? Uh, well, but, yeah, don't no. Did you did you did you hear at all what I said? No, uh, I was reading a, a okay. comment. Go Zach ahead, Grinke, okay, Zach Zach Grinke. Got a pinch hit line single. Were you surprised that he came in as a pinch hitter? No. Um, and the reason why is because in that situation, there's no reason to waste a, a, a quality hitter, so to speak, in that situation. I mean, there was already, I believe, one out at that time. And you had Martin Maldonado coming up afterwards. Or, or no, Martin Maldonado was up first. Then you had... Uh, then you had the pitcher spot. So I think that was a perfect time to uh, – you didn't have a big situation. So you want you didn't want to throw in Marwin Gonzalez in that situation because you, you needed him later in the game. Chasm Cormick, you might have needed him later in the game. What about so Diaz? That was, I guess Diaz? Well, yeah, but it, it, that early in the game, I think, you didn't want to waste a pinch That's hitter true. in case you needed somebody um, – earlier and, <laughs> and adam and, says and he is babe roof after all i mean yeah well adam self-proclaimed babe roof adam says grinky is better than maldi i don't know you know you know maldi got key hits tonight maldi give him credit he did a great job he got that key work you know key walk and we do we do have a bullpen that has been used a lot but i think you got a day off and i think the day off works well and works well in their favor. You know, you know who needs two days off? The Braves bullpen, because they have been overused. Um, you probably won't Graveman, see Smiley. Graveman needs a day off, and so does yeah. Anton. But I'm just saying, Smiley, who went long, um, Mentor has shown he has chinks in the armor. Matzik is probably one of their few reliable guys. Chavez is not really worth anything um, going in there. 
I am not at all worried about the Braves going to two more bullpen games, basically. And then I guess the last game they're going to throw, um, they'll throw at Anderson the last game. No, right? um, Max Freed is um, going. Okay. Him. Okay. 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 So Max Freed goes, okay, well, you know what? I forgot about him because he kind of disappeared when, when he pitched against the Astros in game two. And so um, I'm not. Max Freed actually did pretty good. He dominated. He just, there's that one or two bad innings where the defense kind of fell short and uh, he shut the Astros down. But I think the Astros can get to him. And especially, but, they, but they've, they've got to wake up. They got to do, get more consistent hits. They got to string together hits like they did today. They can't do this. Uh, they can't keep on getting hits with two outs. That's the thing that's the most frustrating. Yes, you're going to score some of those runs, but you can't keep on relying on that that uh, statistic. I mean, you've got to try to get the hits with no outs. That way you can advance the runners and try to score some more runs. So um, a lot of people um, think I me, mean, some uh, John Doe is asking about what do you think about starting Garcia on a short rest? I, d I don't think it's really that short. I mean, he is short rest, but he, I don't think he threw a lot of pitches last game because if I remember correctly, he went only four innings. I don't have it right in front of me. I can look real quick, but I that was game, what, two that he pitched? Let me see. Uh, yeah, no, that was um, game three, and he pitched. Uh, he threw, la, la, la. He threw uh, 72 pitches. So, um yeah, it may be a little bit short rest, but it wasn't like 100 pitches. So I think that you may see him. But this is the World Series. This is after this, you're done. So yeah. you, I mean, I, I, they're not going to risk his arm falling off for next year, but they're going to let him go as uh, far as they can go. So, yeah, he threw 72 pitches, 3.2 innings, and he allowed three hits and four walks and six strikeouts. So. Overall, it wasn't a bad game, but in that game, the Astros were being no hit and they had no signs of offense waking up. So it just was like one of those times where Garcia is just bad timing. So and well, our kitty always gets the run support. You've, I mean, you've, you've got to come out and get run support. You've got to take momentum from the beginning of game six. And these hitters seem like they're starting to figure out the Braves pitching a little bit. I mean, the over, dude, a bet on the over was was huge. It was like it was like it was like plus three fifty. Um on like on over on the the over was right at ten and a half. And I almost put money on that and I didn't. I should have. I would have won a lot of money tonight had I gone with my betonline.ag prediction of, I mean, the over number. I was like, because they haven't been scoring more than 10 runs. They they literally scored five runs, um, seven runs total in two games. And yeah. so that was huge. That was huge. Not only did they get nine runs, but they got 10 hits. I mean – that is massive, Eric. We we've had games where this team's gotten a lot of hits, but not scored any runs, and that's what needed to happen. They fixed what they needed to fix. Now they go back home. They're in the friendly confines of the juice box. The crowd is going to be electric. Y'all are going to get there early. You're going to be staying there late because you're going to be celebrating the extension of the World Series to a Game Seven, and then we're going to see what the boys do from there. All right. I want to kind of address this. I mean, there's, there's a, on Twitter, I think he came out and said something on Instagram actually. And 
Uh, then yeah. somebody said, why haven't you come in any games this year uh, in terms of Justin Verlander? And he came out and said, well, due to his rehab, um, he would have to t- be taking like uh, coaching, like uh, like um, the uh, what do you call them? The rehab the, um, team doctors or what he would have to be taking rehab time or just time for, away from them. And he would uh, also, he tried to come to the clubhouse a few times, but he would have to quarantine for a certain amount of time before he can hang out with the guys. And so there, there's just several things. Y'all have to go see his, his, uh, the, the thread from earlier, but he basically said that he's try. There's just some, so many reasons that he has not been around the team this year it has nothing to do with him. Not feeling like he's part of the team anymore. It's just the fact that there's things outside of his control that uh, he won't do. He won't take away from team resources basically is what yeah. he's saying. I mean, I mean, I think it's, I mean, honestly, I think it's a non-story. I mean, he didn't show up. I mean, the guy's getting paid $33 million to recover. I mean, he's yes. got 33 million reasons not to show up and he, I don't, I don't, I don't see him coming back. I don't feel like Verlander has a connection to this team or to this city, the way the city feels like they're connected with him. I'll yeah. just, I'll just be real honest with you guys. I'm just going to shoot straight with you. I don't think Justin Verlander is in love with Houston as much as Houston is in love with Justin Verlander. And that's not a knock on Verlander. Just sometimes it doesn't happen. This guy spent his whole career in Detroit. He did come here and win a title. He did embrace it. He did, you know, he was on the Ford commercials. He did all this stuff and he embraced it while I was here. The guy's on his way out. I mean, he's not, he's not Josh Reddick. He's not Miles Straw. He's not one of the he this is not his personality. He's more of a big league type player and he's got his family and he's got his rehab. And I think everybody's been like taking it personally. It's like, get over it. He's his own person. Let him do whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. I he he's a, he's not required to be in the dugout. He's recovering from freaking Tommy John. Leave the guy yeah. alone. Who cares? We're trying to win the 2021 World Series, not say hi to Justin Verlander. So, I mean, it, it was kind of a weird situation, but I, I don't want to spend too much more time with that. But I'm just glad that uh, the Astros are going back home and uh, they need to force game seven because game seven, anything can happen. And uh, what's what is weird is the fact that it's it's been a while since um, a team has clinched the World Series actually at home. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be the Astros will have to do that this, this time around. So the Astros have to win two games at home. They can do that. And, uh, game seven, oh, yeah. anything can happen. I said, um, so I see or kitty go ahead and doing that, uh, getting that start. And they're going to probably have a very short leash with him, but at the same time, I can see him just going out there and dominating. And then you bring in somebody like uh, Odorizzi, and he goes all Charlie Morton and pitches four innings. And, uh, <laughs> now let me be, let me let me be. You know, I was being a little fast and loose with the Charlie Morton comparison. I don't want people to 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 trash me in the comments. I, I mean, I'm just saying it would be great for him to come in and have a moment like that. I don't know right. that it would be Charlie Morton esque, but Jake Odorizzi may be motivated. He may be motivated because he hasn't really had an opportunity to, and he's at Minute Maid Park, and he's kind of figured some things out. So it's just it's just one of the things that at at the end of the day, they've got the horses to where I think the horses in the bullpen of the of the Braves is a lot more spent and a lot more susceptible. And again, the Braves don't have this lineup, Eric. This lineup woke up 
this lineup, I think, will continue to stay awake. And that's just the bottom line. Yeah. So the Astros, I think, that will will ride this momentum that they have. I hate that there's a plane ride. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can get Jake on from the Locked on Braves podcast to kind of um, touch base bef- uh, tomorrow before uh, the game on Tuesday. Uh, we'll definitely do another podcast afterwards, uh, that game. Hopefully it's, it's celebrating a victory. It wouldn't be nice to be tied 3-3 and the chance to actually win this thing after being down 3-1 because that was such yeah. a depressing feeling. And uh, that show after game four was like one of the most um, – like we are both kind of just like, yeah. But uh, it was just a situation where the Astros just their their hitting just couldn't do anything. But now it's a different situation. I think the bats are a little more comfortable, and uh, sometimes like they were in the 2019 season, or was it, yeah, it was 2019 with uh, versus Rays, or was it last year? I keep on. Maybe it was. I, I don't ask know. Ask that. No, ask that. Ask that question again. Uh, where they came back from being down 3-0. That was um, that was in the that was in the 2020 playoffs because remember okay. they were they were allowed in the playoffs because they expanded the playoff participants and they were sub 500 and the yeah. Rays took them by storm 3-0 where Kevin Kiermaier was jumping for pop flies right. that weren't going out of the park and then we came back and then game seven we should have enough and I, I believe Morton or Morton or Snell pitched that game I believe it was Morton but anyways um, the Astros again have done it, and the Astros, I think, have the ability to do it this year. It's their battle-testedness. It's their readiness at home. It's it's the immediacy of being at Minute Maid Park and being at the game. Yes, we know you're going to the game. We know you you were like you were like a kid in a candy store right now. You're like, guess where I'm going, Mr. Brett? I'm going to the World Series. That's right. You know, we need to make one of those like Disney-esque type um type um commercials tonight eric where are you going i'm going to disney world now i'm going to the world series <laughs> oh, oh wow that was an interesting voice all right on that note uh <laughs> this has been locked on astros podcast i'm joking <laughs> um but you know seriously here's the thing keys to victory on tuesday eric and we'll talk about this monday um the starting pitcher has to has to deal and it has the to bat. have control. He's got to have yeah, control. He has to have he control. Can. You got to limit the walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bregman has got to hit again. Alvarez has got to get off the schneid. They early just got it. Early offense. You yeah, got to score early offense. Early. Score and gain the Put momentum. Put the pressure on them. Put the pressure on them. Uh, get the crowd into the game because Minute Maid Park can be loud and rowdy. It can also be very silent if you're down – uh, nine to two. And so uh, you want the crowds involved. You've got to get, you've got to give them something to cheer for. So early offense and the bullpen has got to keep on doing what they've been doing. And I hate to say this, but uh, we've been relying on the bullpen more than I think anybody thought. And I know the Braves went out and you heard the broadcast saying, Oh yeah, they went out and got all these outfielders. Look at where it's taking them. But uh, James Click went out and got all these relievers. Where would we be without Kendall Graveman, Phil Maton, and then Yimmy Garcia? We would be up the creek without a paddle. We probably wouldn't be in this situation. Let me let me finish off with some levity here, okay? They're relief pitchers. Chavez, Minter, okay, he's their decent guy. Martin, Chris Martin, former Ranger, and Drew Smiley. Our counterpunch, Yimmy Garcia. 
Jose Arquiti, Phil Maton, Ron Stanek, and Kendall Graveman. You tell me, 10 times out of 10, you're taking what the Astros have to offer, not what the Braves have to offer. And you know what's funny? Hmm, I'm looking through the comments, and I've been scrolling through the comments our entire show. Not a single Braves fan. Good Lord. Amazing what happens when humility hits you between the eyes. You know, pride always comes before the fall, Braves. Um, Carlos Cray just said after the game, hey, guys, did you see how close Martin Maldonado was to the plate? That was sick. <laughs> so, yeah, I think everybody saw that. That was very like Martin Maldonado knows who he is. And uh, the Astros know who they are. And they are a very serious team and they mean business. So I think we'll see the Astros get another victory in game six. And they're going to force a game seven where we're all going to have a heart attack. And. Uh, just watching that game because it's going to be super stressful. So that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, and we'll be back again tomorrow.